Second and 26 is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know SEC football ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Checking out is a breeze on the GameTime app. Once you've pinpointed the seats you want, simply click the listing and check out. It's that simple. Use the GameTime two-step checkout system next time you're looking for great deals on tickets. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome back into a special edition of Second and 26. It's the All Decade team. That's right. Believe it or not, we are winding down the last days of the 2010s. And as such, we're going to relive some of the greatest moments in Alabama football history of the 2010s, probably the greatest decade in the history of the University of Alabama football program, which, as I don't need to tell you, has several great decades in its resume. I'm Aaron Suttles, the athletic beat writer for Alabama. You can also catch me on WJOX 94.5 Monday through Friday from 10 to 2. So when you start thinking about all-decade teams um, and you have to deal with the realization that Alabama is coming off of its most dominant decade in program history, uh, you can imagine some of the decisions that needed to be made just in filling out a roster. And I can tell you that I'm probably going to get a lot of disagreements with some of my choices, and I, I like that. I welcome that. It, it speaks to one – how many really good players Alabama had during the 2010s. And it also, you know, speaks to how what we favor individually might flavor our list, right? I mean, you might have one particular player because you like that style better or you like the way this particular individual played. And I might have the other player because of, of other reasons. So there is no right or wrong, and it's always a good, fun debate so let's dig into it. And let's start at quarterback. I think this is fairly obvious, although I'm sure some people out there who like to play devil's advocate can point and, and say, but so-and-so. I'm going to go with Tua Tonga-Valoa. He rewrote the Alabama record book in his two seasons as starting quarterback. And I will point out he didn't even get to play in two full seasons, but um, he just carved up what we – knew about the Alabama passing records and and put his name at the top of a lot of those lists. Of course, he did get one national championship coming off the bench in the 2017 season after the half against Georgia and delivering maybe the most famous pass in Alabama football history, second and 26, in which Alabama had a walk-off overtime win over Georgia. If you were going to go a different direction here. You could obviously go A.J. McCarron, right? A.J. McCarron had two national championships. A.J. McCarron <clears throat> held a lot of those records before Tua Tungvaloa. So I can certainly understand why you would have A.J. McCarron. 
Um, but I think those are probably the only two guys that you would you could argue. I mean, Blake Sims had an, a phenomenal 2014, but it was just one season. So <clears throat> that sort of limits our, our conversation with Blake. Um, when we move on to running backs, this one's tougher for me. And I'll, I'll just go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you who I picked. I put Derrick Henry. And my second was TJ Yeldon, which a lot of people might find surprising. They might ask me why no Mark Ingram. Remember, he's, his final year was in 2010. But his 2010 wasn't his best season if you look at it statistically. And he only played in one year in the decade. So that limited sort of what I looked at. You could certainly look at, at Eddie Lacy. He had a phenomenal 2012 uh, season, rather. He's one that that you could certainly point to. But I went Yeldon because he he was on pace. If he had stayed for his senior season, a lot of people lose track of this. If he would have stayed for his senior season, he'd be the all-time leading rusher at the University of Alabama. He played a lot as a freshman. He was he was um he was Eddie Lacy's backup in 2012. And he was sort of always overshadowed. And I wrote this about TJ at the time. TJ was a very sort of quiet, shy person. But he got overlooked in 2012 because of Eddie Lacy. In 2013, it was his show. But Derrick Henry burst on the scene. Derrick Henry was literally larger than life. And so he sort of stole some of the spotlight from TJ. So um, I'll accept uh, if you want to go... Anybody else you want to throw on this list, I'll, I'll certainly be willing to listen. But, um, you know, if you wanted to go, oh, who would you throw in there? Bo Scarborough? Probably not. Um, Josh Jacobs is having a rookie of the year type season with uh, the Raiders, but he was sort of always um, underutilized. Damian Harris. I don't, I don't know. I went, I went Derrick Henry, TJ Yeldon. If you want to go a different direction, you let me know. All right, moving along to wide receivers, and, and this is one of the more controversial ones as well um, that I can expect some feedback from, but I did include Julio Jones on this list, and I, I know I just told you I did not put Mark Ingram on this list because he only had one year in the decade, but Julio Jones' 2010 was really good, and Julio Jones is Julio Jones, and even though he played in only one year of the decade, Julio Jones makes the all-decade team that's just my list, and, and that's where I'm rolling with. If you want to go somewhere different, obviously fair game. Amari Cooper, obviously on this list. The career receiving leader at the University of Alabama. Had he stayed for his senior season, he would hold the SEC leading uh, record for career yards. So he just absolutely lit it up in his three-year career for Alabama. And then I'm going Jerry Judy. A lot of people might go Calvin Ridley here, and I, I'm perfectly okay if you want to go Calvin Ridley. I'm going Jerry Judy because I think he can do everything. There's not anything on the field that, that Jerry Judy cannot do. So I'm going I'm going Judy. He's a, he's a burner. He can make you miss. He runs excellent routes. He makes my list. For tight end and H-back, I went O.J. Howard and Irv Smith. O.J. Howard, people remember him, obviously, for just looking like a Greek god and being a phenomenal athlete at tight end. But he also had the um, the history in the, the national championship game against Clemson, which, for which he will always be remembered. And then Irv Smith, what he did 
last year working with Tua Tonga-Valoa, uh, really did some excellent work. So I, I included both of those guys on the list. I don't even know if you're going elsewhere who you might include. Uh, those were two pretty obvious choices for me, leading me to the offensive line, which was unbelievably difficult because I had to leave off the most decorated football player in the University of Alabama's history. I, I mean, that hurts to even say. It hurts to say that I left off this list the most decorated football player in the University of Alabama's history. And that being Barrett Jones, of course, who won both the Outland Trophy and the Remington. Imagine winning both of those awards and not making dumb sports writer Aaron Suttles all-decade team. I am so sorry, Barrett. You know I love you. I feel like a fool for having done this, but I don't know what to do. Because this, this offensive line is loaded. At left tackle, I got Cam Robinson. At left guard, I've got Chance Warmack. At center, I've got Ryan Kelly. At right guard, I've got DJ Fluker. And at right tackle, I've got Jonah Williams. Where... How would you? I mean, you could hear the, you can hear the uh, sort of, what do I do in my voice? I, who would you have taken off this list to got Barrett Jones on? Because Barrett Jones d- is a deserving player on this list for what he did for the University of Alabama. I, I just don't know who I'm taking off to get him on this list. And I know Barrett. Barrett has the hardware. Barrett is completely secure. <laughs> And the knowledge that he's really good and he doesn't need some dumb sports writers um, praise to feel good about his um, his contribution to the University of Alabama. But I feel like an idiot for having left him off. But I ask you, who am I taking off this list? Every one of these guys is a first-round NFL draft pick. I, I don't know who I'm taking off. You, do, you, do you sense the frustration? Or not even frustration. Frustration is not even the right word. Um, my panic, the panic from, from, from me having left the most decorated football player in the University of Alabama's history off this list. Now, technically, Cam Robinson was a second-round pick, but he went with a 34th pick. So he's basically outside the first round. So I don't know. You guys tell me if you would – change any of this and how you would change it. I'm I'm just still can't believe I had to leave off the guy who won the Outland Trophy and the Remington can't make this list. Again, that shows you how much talent this team had in this decade. It's stupid good. On defense, again, I'm, I'll tell you my, my frustration is at linebacker because I don't know how I left this guy off, but we'll get to that in a second. For the defensive ends, I went with Jonathan Allen. I went Marcel Darius. Um... Both those guys, first-round players, understood uh, why that Jonathan Allen, who had an outstanding four-year career at the University of Alabama, makes this list. Marcel Darius only played the one year, it was an, but it was a dominating 2010 for him. He was outstanding. Nose guard, I went Quinnen Williams. Um, there's a couple of different choices that you could go with here. You could have gone Deron Payne. Also, shockingly, a first-round pick. But Quinnen Williams went number three overall. I went Quentin Williams. He only got to play for the one year, but it was a really dominant year in which he basically just won every national defensive award that you could win. 
At inside linebacker, I went Dante Hightower and C.J. Mosley. Um, tell me, tell me who you getting, who you taking off that list? Because you know who I really, I, I left off a butt kiss award winner. I left off a butt kiss award winner. And Reuben Foster. Do you do you understand how difficult this list was to make? No one's feeling sorry for me. I get it. But I went with Dante Hightower and C.J. Mosley, and I I feel dumb that I can't get Reuben Foster on this. As outside linebackers, I went Rashawn Evans, and I went Ryan Anderson. Uh, I love the way that both of those guys played. Ryan Anderson could set the edge. He could also provide you a pass rush. Rashawn Evans was just a dynamic athlete out there. Tim Williams would have been one guy that I really wanted to get on this list. But he had the he had the special 2016 season, but um, we didn't get as much out of his career as I thought we got out of the others, and that's why I went with those two. How about cornerback? Because I'm playing I'm playing a nickel, so I'm putting three cornerbacks out there. It's my list. It's my team. I make the rules. You come up with your own team. You can make your own rules as well. I went with Minka Fitzpatrick. I went with Marlon Humphrey, and I went with D. Milliner. I know D. Milliner. Is uh, didn't didn't work out in the pros. He dealt with injuries that really curtailed his career. But you need to go back and watch how dominant he was in college. So those are my three corners. I could I can play Minka at star if I needed to. I could play Minka at safety. Um, in this defense, he's probably my star, and I got Marlin and Dean Milliner as my corners. For safeties, I went Landing Collins and Mark Barron, two phenomenal athletes. Um, I thought obviously really hard. Uh, I left a couple of Pro Bowlers off this list because I'd like to get Ha Ha Clinton Dix who's made the Pro Bowl I'd like to get Eddie Jackson who's made the Pro Bowl on this list it didn't work out but I went with Landon one of the best tacklers of the Nick Saban era and I went with Mark Barron just a freak athlete who's now playing by the way linebacker in the NFL how's how's that for an athlete for punter I mean I don't even have to tell you right you know who my punter is I went with J.K. Scott the more uh, the the tougher one was going with kicker because as you know, painfully so, kicking's uh, sort of a sore spot with Alabama this decade. But I went with Jeremy Shelley, who had a great 2012 season. I believe he was perfect on the year, and that's why I sort of went with Jeremy Shelley there. Punt returner, I went with Cyrus Jones. He was just phenomenal as a punt run- returner during his career at Alabama, particularly in 2015. He had a punt return in the college football semifinal against Michigan State there in the Cotton Bowl. Kick returner, I went Christian Jones. He was a great kick returner. That's my team. So if you you want to tell me where I really messed up, you let me know. Um, We start thinking about what this team accomplished. I say this team. I meant over the decade. (laughs) Do you understand that the worst game, the worst bowl game rather, the worst bowl game this team played in, in the decade, was the Citrus Bowl. And that was the first game of the decade, right? That was the first bowl game of the decade. And they beat the brakes off Michigan State. That's the worst bowl game they played in. They played in the national championship game in 2011. They played the national championship game in 2012. In 2013, they played in the Sugar Bowl. In 2014, the first year of the college football playoff, they played in the Sugar Bowl college football semifinal. In 2015, they played in the Cotton Bowl 
college football semifinal and the national championship game. 2016, they played in the cotton, or they rather they played in the Peach Bowl semifinal, and then they played in the national championship game. In 2017, they were back to the Sugar Bowl in the semifinal, and they played in the national championship game. And last year, they played in the Orange Bowl semifinal, and they played in the national championship game. We'll see where this team ends up, but that is a run of dominance in terms of bowl games that you may never see again in the history of college football. Um, I went with my most memorable Bowmans, and I picked three of them. But for my memorable moment, I don't see how you do anything other than Tua Tungvaluwa coming off the bench to win the 2017 National Championship game. There's not enough that you can say about that. Runner-up to that was Jalen Hurts coming off the bench and helping Alabama to the SEC Championship game last year. And my third memorable moment of the decade was that Nick Nick Saban hired Lane Kiffin. Yes, that really happened. It wasn't a dream. Those two really made it work for almost three years. And then Nick Saban fired Lane Kiffin because he, he, um, well, he couldn't hold it together in the semifinal and Nick Saban blew him out before the national championship came. Um, my top games, a lot of those, I mean, I could have picked any one of those, um, the 2007 national championship game or the 2018 SEC championship game as top games, but because I've already put those in the memorable moments, I sort of, uh, went a different route. I went for my top game. How about way back in November of 2012 in Tiger Stadium, night game in Baton Rouge, A.J. McCarron hits T.J. Yeldon on a screen pass after doing absolutely nothing for the entirety of the second half, hits him for a screen pass for a 28-yard touchdown to win the game. 21-17, that was uh, an incredible game. Now, of course, remember, because – I've already picked second and 26 because I picked Jalen coming off the bench. Those could easily be one or two on this list, but I'm trying to spread this around. My number two game, how about Alabama knocking off Clemson in the national championship game, 45-40. to O.J. Howard went crazy that game. Kenyon Drake had a long kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, that game was back and forth. Just a phenomenal national championship game there. How about the onside kick? And then my uh, my number three game of the of the decade – Man, Alabama really abused Georgia. How about Alabama 32, Georgia 28, SEC Championship game. Just a one of the best football games I've ever seen. Back and forth. Both teams had momentum. Uh, Alabama, uh, A.J. McCarron hits Amari Cooper down the left sideline for a long touchdown to put Alabama up. Then Georgia comes back down the field and almost scores again. They get to Alabama's five before time expires. My player of the decade, it's tough – I mean, where do you go with this one? Alabama had a Heisman Trophy winner, right? Derrick Henry won the the Heisman Trophy in 2015. Alabama also had a Heisman Trophy finalist in Amari Cooper, who was SEC Player of the Year. Alabama's had some great, great players, but I went with Tua Tonga-Valoa because he changed Alabama's offense. He single-handedly changed the way Alabama played offense. He was that talented. And that's why he's on this list. Um, If you like to share with me your all decade team or your top moments or your best games, your player of the decade, you can always reach out to me on my Twitter account at Aaron Suttles. 
You can also comment on the article. The article will be released pretty soon as well. Um, Thank you guys as always for listening. I appreciate it. Until the next time on 2nd and 22nd.